and welcome to the American Patchwork and Quilting Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Mayland, and I'm so excited to be here with you. A few weeks ago, our staff traveled to Houston, Texas for Quilt Market. Now, Quilt Market is a show for people in the industry. So quilt shops, uh, fabric companies and designers, tool manufacturers, sewing machine and longer machine companies, and then media like those in the magazine business, book business, and some bloggers uh, get to come in. So it's it's a place for all of us to gather together, talk about the state of the industry, make connections, and find ways for all of us to work together. It's a fun and busy few days. And it was our first time going in years because of the pandemic. So it was especially nice for us all to get back together again and reconnect. We used this event specifically to find new products and fabrics to feature uh, and find new designers to work with. So you will see the fruits of that weekend and the upcoming issues of our magazine. We also use this event to look at trends in the industry, and it's always fun to compare notes among each other on, you know, what the hot new thing we're seeing is, like whether that's a color, a motif, technique, or other things. And I thought it would be interesting to share this on the podcast, so you'll be in the know on the trends coming soon. Now, I won't necessarily name any specifics because usually when we see a trend, it's because we're seeing it everywhere. So there would be too many fabrics and patterns to name. Um, So it'll be more general things we're seeing of uh, more in the future. So first, let's talk color trends. One of the biggest trends we saw was rainbows. There was rainbows on fabrics, rainbow shape of blocks and quilts, and also rainbows and color palettes. So for color palettes, the rainbows were showcased in a variety of ways. Uh, You know, the primary classic rainbow colors, rainbows and pastels, and rainbows and jewel tones. And after seeing how many rainbow blocks there are coming out, I do think I need to make one. They're very colorful and happy. We're also seeing more neons and fabrics and threads. So this might have trickled down from like the Barbie, the 90s trend we're seeing in fashion right now. But there were some quilts using the brightest colors of fabric and thread. And it's kind of fun to see, especially when those were paired with black fabrics. It's very graphic and geometric. The last color trend we're seeing is colored backgrounds on quilts. So there were less white and cream backgrounds on quilts and more blues, blacks, and even some bright colors like oranges and yellows for backgrounds. It overall seemed like colors were brighter during this quilt market. Uh, And many times we see an explosion of color after darker times, which many of us have experienced the past few years. Let's talk about fabric trends next. So we saw a lot of fabric with text and words printed on them. Uh, While this isn't new, we're seeing more and more of it. We saw a lot of fruit and gardening motifs in fabric as well as in patterns. Uh, I think fruit themed things were huge maybe five or more years ago and now they're back. And that could be because gardens and fruits are colorful to go along with that strong rainbow theme we were seeing. And there were lots of floral fabrics and flower theme quilts too. And um, 
Along with those garden motifs, gnomes were everywhere. There were Christmas and winter gnomes, spring garden gnomes. They were printed on fabric, made into toys and pillows and more. They're a really cute motif and it's fun to see them pop up. Woodland creatures continue to be strong. Uh, we first noticed the woodland trend about 10 years ago, and it continues to just be strong every year. So uh, the what does change, though, is like what popular animals we're seeing more of. So, you know, in the past, we saw foxes and hedgehogs. Those were really popular. And this year, we're seeing deer and owls everywhere. So Everett Every fabric company now has a batik line and they're showcasing it in their quilts and batiks are just incredibly beautiful. And now there are companies that offer both classic and modern printed batiks that appeal to everyone, no matter their style. We don't often get quilts using batiks submitted to our magazine, but I think we're going to see a lot more really soon. The last fabric trend we're seeing is a rise in corduroy. So this fabric is recently popular again in fashion. So, you know, now we're seeing really nice corduroy being used in bags and garments and has such nice texture. Uh, for a while, we were seeing an uptick in denim, wool, and cork being used in projects, but it seems like corduroy is now kind of overtaking those. Next, let's talk about trends we're seeing in projects. So the first big trend we saw is using panels in smaller projects. There are so many panels out right now. Uh, before it seems like you know only certain fabric lines were coming with a panel, but now many of them do, and there are a lot of projects showing how to use them. So there were a lot of quilts that used big blocks to frame sections of the panel. Uh, there were smaller projects like bags and pillows. Um, I think the designers are really looking at ways to showcase fun panels and encourage people to use them in creative ways. Sampler type quilts are becoming more and more popular. Uh, many designers are showing off their fabric lines by designing sampler quilts. And uh, sampler quilts are a fun way to host quilt along. So there's this aspect to it of having fun, making a variety of blocks, learning new things and connecting with other quilters. And these sampler quilts just build a community and there are a lot of options out there right now for joining one. We also saw a lot of embroidery projects, you know, added to small decor gift items, incorporated into larger quilts, um, done as like framed uh, art. Embroidery is obviously not a new trend, but it's fun to see more people embracing this technique as another way to add personality to their projects. And now just a few more overall trends to point out. Sewing machines and long arm machines keep getting bigger, uh, both in terms of overall size, uh, as well as just the throat space or embroidery hoop space being offered. Uh, I like a more compact machine myself, uh, but there must be a demand for people wanting bigger and better. We're seeing a rise in eco-friendly products. Um, there's more fabric and thread available, as well as things like rotary cutting mats. So the industry is slowly becoming a little more conscious of what mark they leave on the planet, and the quality of these products is great. So I'm excited to see the future of eco-friendly products in the quilting industry. And lastly, 
we're seeing a higher volume of new and independent fabric manufacturers. So instead of a designer or an illustrator trying to work with one of the big fabric companies, you know, like Moda or Riley Blake are both big names, they're finding ways to make and sell the fabric themselves. Uh, this is fun because companies can sometimes get saturated with designers, and that doesn't always leave a lot of space for new talented people to come into the marketplace. Um, I just love the DIY spirit these people have, so I'm excited to see how we can work with these independent fab fabric manufacturers more in the future. Um, their fabric is beautiful, it's high quality, and it's nice to support small businesses. So I hope you enjoyed hearing about the trends we're seeing in the industry. Uh, we'll see in the next year if these trend predictions were right. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick ad break, but when we come back, we're sharing what an editor is working on and give tips on how to manage your handmade gift giving this year. Welcome back. I'm handing the mic over to Doris for her to share what she's working on now. This is Doris, editor of American Patchwork and Quilting. I'm going to give myself a quilty high five for the progress I've made over the last few years in reducing my list of unfinished projects. If I stop working on a project for any amount of time, it seems to eventually become an I forgot I even had that project. The adage out of sight, out of mind fits the way my mind functions, I guess. Several years ago, I created a spreadsheet of projects started but not finished. As I would come across forgotten projects, I would add them to the list. If I start a new project, I add it to the list. The list did overwhelm me at first, so I joined in on our APQ UFO challenge a few years ago, and I started tackling unfinished projects one by one. Some I had started in 2009 and 2010 that I just finished up in the last few months. I've been trying to finish a project or two for every new project I decide to start. My list is so much more manageable now after having finished at least 18 UFOs since the start of 2020. Thanks for sharing, Doris. It's such a great feeling to cross things off your UFO list. Uh, our new UFO challenge will be starting in January. So uh, if you need help tackling your projects, keep listening. Uh, we'll share more about the challenge next month. Now it's time for Get Organized, a segment where we share tips for organizing your sewing life. And this month, I want to talk about having a plan for handmade gifts. This is usually the time of year I start to panic about handmade gifts since I have a little over a month to make things and my days are getting busier and busier. So it's a great idea to have a plan going into the holiday season for the gifts you plan to make so you can hit those deadlines and not have too much stress. So I like to make a tracker and a notebook. Um, I make a column for the names of the people I plan to gift things to. Next to their names, I make a column for, you know, the description of the gift I plan to make for them. And then I have a column for the due date, uh, especially if I need it done earlier to ship to the person or if there's a holiday gathering that's earlier in the year that I need to have it done for. And then I have column for the number of gifts I need. So for example, if I'm making multiples of something small for my neighbors or my coworkers, I might note that I need five total of the gift. Then I have some columns for steps of the process, such as, you know, did I gather materials? Is it sewn? Is it finished? Is it wrapped? Um, and I hang this in my sewing space. So um, I'll see it all the time. I'm constantly reminded of it. 
We actually have a very similar tracker available for download on our website, so we will link to that in our show notes. Some other things to think through when you're planning your gifts for the year. So for groups of people like teachers, coworkers, book club members, or neighbors, pick projects that are easy to make in multiples. You can personalize items with fabrics that the individual recipients will love. When you're making a quilt that you plan to send to a long-arm quilter to finish, contact that quilter early to reserve a spot. Everyone's schedules get so busy around the holidays, so you want to make sure that the person you're working with is open and they can get it done in time. You want to attach a label to a gifted quilt so the recipient can remember the details about who made it and when. You could even add a handmade touch to your wrapping, like you could use a strip of fabric to make a pretty bow uh, or cut holiday motifs from fabric and then glue them to the gift card or tag. And if you're unable to finish in time, snap a picture of the in-progress project and give the recipient the photo and a decorative envelope. That way they still have something to open. So I hope these tips help you make progress on your handmade gifts this year. I get stressed about them every year, uh, but I never regret making and giving things I've made with my hands. We're going to take a quick ad break, but when we come back, I'm sharing a few reasons to bring out your Christmas quilts early, as well as some products we love. Welcome back. I don't know about everyone else, but for some reason this year, I couldn't wait to decorate my home for Christmas. Uh, in early November, I was shopping. I was buying decor, replacing some of my Halloween quilts with the Christmas ones. Um, I have more Christmas quilts and handmade decor than any other holiday. So it's fun to get these items out every year. But a decorating this early had me feeling a bit crazy. Uh, but according to recent scientific studies, there are some advantages that I wanted to share with you all. First, it's like a walk down memory lane. So holiday decorations are often connected to childhood nostalgia and spending time with loved ones. So psychoanalyst Steve McCowan says, decorations are simply an anchor or a pathway to those old childhood magical emotions of excitement. So putting up these Christmas decorations early extends the excitement. So while the decorations can sometimes bring up sad feelings of loss, uh, overall, it allows us to relive the memories of more carefree days and the magic of the season. Next, it can help beat those winter blues. As it gets colder and darker, your family is spending more time inside. So get out the Christmas quilts, uh, top your tables with festive runners, and light the candles. Adding cozy accessories around the home invites people to curl up with a book, a favorite movie, or simply sit and watch the snowfall. Quilts give a feeling of safety, while Christmas motifs and fabric give the family something to look forward to. Next, it allows you to show off your skills. So you may be experiencing an influx of guests from November to January, and handmade Christmas decorations give you a talking point. You know, a quilt that was passed down from grandma, a wool ornament celebrating a milestone, or a festive wreath made of fabric scraps can connect family members of all ages as you share details of the projects. 
Bonus, build the excitement of the season by hosting a sewing night. Adults and children will love gathering to make a simple ornament or a garland to display in their own homes. Next, it allows you to have more time for fun. Decorating for the holidays is a lot of work and it takes a lot of time. So by decorating early, you ensure that your holiday season is full of only the fun things. You'll have more time to spend with family to make gingerbread houses, go ice skating, or watch favorite holiday movies. You may even be able to free up your weekends for a shopping trip with family or a holiday party. By crossing decorating off your list early, you can move on to more important items. You know, like all those handmade gifts you wanted to make this year. And lastly, it can help you make new friends and keep the old. So Christmas decorations act as an olive branch to neighbors, family, and friends. Evidence from the Journal of Environmental Psychology shows that homes with decorations are deemed more friendly than those without. You'll even be more inclined to connect with people who haven't, you know, you haven't seen in a while. Because your house is looking festive, you'll feel ready to host an out-of-town friend for the weekend or have your quilting buddies over for a gift swap. Maybe you'll even invite the new neighbor in for some hot chocolate after shoveling. There you have it. If you're like me and you decorate it early, seems like there are some major benefits. And if you haven't yet, maybe you'll be inspired to get a few of your Christmas quilts out soon. Now it's time for Products We Love, a segment where we share some of our favorite sewing tools. The first product is called the Groovy Let's Jam 45 Degree Ruler from Sewing by Sarah. So this ruler has diagonal slots at 45 degrees every half an inch. So you can cut all sizes of triangles, trapezoids, diamonds, and more. The ruler accommodates strips up to three inches wide and 23 inches long. And the best part is that there are measurement marks on both sides of the ruler. So you can twist and turn the ruler to cut in any direction with accuracy. The next product is called Heat and Bond Liquid Vinyl. This is a clear, non-toxic gel that you can coat on fabric to create a laminate-like material. So one coat makes fabric water and stain resistant, multiple coats makes it waterproof. And the best part is that the treated fabric, it remains flexible, it can be machine sewn, and it wipes clean with a damp cloth. This product would be great for like reusable sandwich bags or makeup bags, coasters, or even baby bibs. So all of us probably have too many pin cushions, but this one is super handy. It's called the Magnetic Pincushion with Bobbin Ring uh, from Prim Love. And there is a magnetic pincushion in the center that has a groove that makes it really easy for you to grasp the pins while you're picking them up. The pincushion also has a compartment underneath that holds extra pins or other small tools, which is especially handy if you're traveling and you need to stash your pins for a bit. And then the outside of the pincushion stores up to 30 bobbins. The pieces are detachable too, so you can use them separately. Now I have some book recommendations. The first is called The Big Book of Little Sparks Creativity Journal. 
This book promises to help you ignite your creativity with 30 exercises, including thought-provoking questions, activities, and lessons from author Carrie Bloomston. I love the premise of this book so much, uh, so I bought one for myself, and I can't wait to start it in the new year. The illustrations inside are beautiful, and it's just a fun book and another way to stretch my creativity on, on days when I can't sew. And the second book to recommend is called Scrap Basket Knockouts by author Kim Brackett. This book has 12 quilt designs that use scraps in both strips and squares. And each design comes with an alternative lock arrangement. So you can choose your favorite way to showcase leftover fabrics. I love making scrap quilts and I'm always looking for scrap friendly ideas. And I love the idea of exploring different block arrangements, depending on what colors I'm using. So I'll link to all these products in our show notes so you can check them out more. And that's it for today's show. Uh, but since it's the holiday season, I thought I'd remind everyone of the amazing subscription deal we offer to our listeners. Uh, American Patchwork and Quilting is a great gift to give or to put on your wish list. And our listeners get 60% off the price of their subscription. Uh, you must be a new subscriber to get this deal. Uh, but that means you get six issues for only $5.99, which is amazing. So to get this offer, visit our show notes for each episode. And then toward the top of the show notes, you'll see info on how to get this deal. So we hope you take advantage or give the gift of our magazine to others. Your support really does help us. Everyone have a great week. 